What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash manicure. Manny 20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello. Hello, my love. We are back. <clears throat> it's been a long time. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, been a while since we did a host episode. Uh, well, this is going to be the new thing. Now that we're not doing aftercares or foreplays, we're just yeah. giving you the full package. Giving you the real deal <laughs> when we uh, when we need it. Um, so, yeah, there, you're in for a whole sesh with uh, Bridie and myself. And I um, hope you've been enjoying the conversations that we've been having so far this summer. Hope you're having a spicy summer and uh, not too spicy with the heat. I mean, more so spicy with uh, all the fucking that you're probably doing this summer. <laughs> I feel like it's a horny summer. Is it really? What's, I don't know. What's I had, like, telling you that? I had, a, I had a couple bugs fucking on my face the other day. Okay. Um, I've just seen a lot of bugs fucking. Really? So if if the bugs are fucking, I'm sure the humans are. I feel like that's not a good sign. Uh, why? 
Well, I don't know. Multiplication of bugs. Yeah, we need them. We need them. We need some of them. We no, don't we, need, need, we need them all. We don't need mosquitoes. Uh, well, we might, though. Like, uh, the mosquitoes suck, and I don't mind covering my body in cancer to keep them off me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get cancer than okay. be bit by okay. mosquitoes. Okay. But if we wiped out mosquitoes, I don't think we really would know what kind of effect that would have on the planet. I killed a mosquito for the first time uh, that I could see. For the first time? Well, no, I phrased that wrong. <laughs> I killed a, a mosquito the other day. For the first time, I saw him silhouetted through the sun. Like the sun was passing yeah, yeah. through his round, clear belly Her. full of blood. Her round, clear belly. Oh, really? Yeah, the females are the only ones that drink blood. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Someone and did you know it's genetic? So this whole thing about... Uh, the, Why don't bugs bite me? What, some people that like mosquitoes don't really bother them. Some people they're just so horny for. Yeah. It's your genes. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. they love your genes. They do. They love They don't me. like mine as much. Yeah. I, I doesn't fuck with, they don't fuck with me. So if you took a 23andMe, which yeah. I th- I've been thinking about doing just for my own curiosity... Yeah. Uh, it would probably come back and tell you, you can see that one of the things, traits in the 23andMe, one of the traits that they tell you about is um, mosquitoes and like mosquito bites. What? They also tell you about like your caffeine reaction to caffeine. So like Whoa. some people get sleepier with caffeine, some people don't. Um, there's a bunch of really interesting shit. So I want to do, I really want to do 23andMe to get all that stuff, but I know. That How I'm much gonna, is it? Uh, I just looked at it this morning. It's for like the 23andMe Plus, which gives you like, it even breaks down like your metabolism to like certain drugs and stuff. Oh, neat. Uh, it's $260. And you, what kind of samples do you have to give them? Uh, you spit in a cup, I think. Really? Yeah. Or you maybe you swab your mouth. That's crazy that they can just tell you that all that really helpful information with just a little bit of spit. DNA. And do doctors, are doctors like, do, is it back up, backed up by doctors? Oh, yeah. Where they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, is it's legit It's like legit geneticists doing the work. Yeah, for sure. And you spit in a cup and you send it in the mail? Yep. And it, they also, they do your ancestry. They yeah. do certain traits. They do um, your like medication, like reactions to like medications. They do, uh, they do like genetic testing for like, so mine would come back and it'd be like, you have CF. Like they do like a C, like <laughs> Did CF. Did you know? Like they'll be able to tell you if you're their CF carrier um, or like other diseases, like wow. Huntington's, stuff like that. Like if you're, if you're, I mean, that would be a scary one. You get it back and it says you've got the gene for Huntington's. You're, that would be a bummer of a day. Yeah. Because you're, uh, it basically is saying you are going you to get Huntington's this, and this, it will kill you. I don't know that illness. Yeah, it's but bad. It sounds, anything that's just like a name. Huntington's isn't ALS, but it's oh, not unsimilar. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty uh, nasty. It, yeah. It's, and it, and it degrades pretty quickly. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's brutal. Um, so yeah, 23 me. Um, yeah. Different it, than uh, ancestry.com. Or is that more or less the same thing? I don't know. Maybe that. May, I mean, ancestry. It's the same idea. I don't know if they do like the genetic traits and stuff, but they might. Other than mosquito, like nonsense. What else would you like to know about that? That do you have any other specific questions for Twenty Three and Me? Um. Well, I kind of want to know it all, really. Um. Let's see. With the so you get ancestry report. You get DNA relative finder. Um, so Whoa. So other like, people who have done it. Yep. Find and connect with relatives. Whoa. Uh, a tree builder. So an automatic tree builder. This is all like the uh, ancestry stuff. 
Then with health, you've got uh, uh, predisposition reports. Um, so like predisposition for like late onset Alzheimer's, diabetes, stuff like that. Wow. Uh, carrier status reports. So, you know, uh, CF carry, like carrier for the CF gene, sickle cell, um, hereditary hearing loss, that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Wellness reports. So, um, you know, like deep sleep, uh, lactose intolerance, genetic weight, um, family history tree. So you can, uh, you know, share family you health history share that, with right. your healthcare provider. Uh, pharmaco, uh, pharmacogenetics reports. So how your DNA may impact how your body processes certain medications, uh, traits. So you got like male bald spots, sweet versus salty unibrow, you know, that kind of stuff. Like if you're going to get a unibrow. Sweet or salty unibrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've got, it's a, it's crazy. It's like 180 reports that they send to you. Um, and, uh, the mosquitoes is, is the mosquito thing is in there. So like full, full, uh, a full report here, like wellness, you got allergies, yeah, cat allergies, dog allergies, nearsightedness, uh, alcohol flush reaction, caffeine consumption, muscle composition, that kind of stuff. Neat. Um, and then with, uh, traits, the traits one is the one that I think is like really interesting. Um, uh, I can't bring it up right now, but. Anyway, yeah. Neat. So I want to want to do that. That would be very cool. It'd be a nice uh, like birthday or Christmas gift, you know. Uh, oh, one second, just pulling out my. <laughs> just saying. I do have a I have a a sheet in my Google Docs, just called lists. Yeah. And it's all the lists I have compiling at any given time. It'd be like books I want to read, movies yeah. I want to watch, gifts to get people, gifts that, that to get people or gifts that I want. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, how's life? What's new? Life is pretty good. I, uh, I realized a couple of days ago that, and I guess a goal, I'm not really much for goal setting, but I, at some point I know early on at the beginning of this summer, which I call like May, because that's when I got out of school, I set an intention to make it a very like family filled summer as much as possible. And I have been doing a very good job at nice. meeting that. And, it, and it's interesting because, like I said, I'm not much of a goal setter, but I had this decision to make last weekend about whether to take the, you know, gas is expensive, bridge tolls are expensive, yeah. whether to fucking take a less than 24-hour trip to my home province to see, to just be there at the same time as two of my little sisters were there together. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, it would be really nice to just catch up on sleep this weekend and laundry and all those things that I've just not been doing. And it was like, Oh yeah, I set this intention. This decision is made. I'm going, even if it means I'm going to be feel like sleep deprived for the next week. I'm just going to, there's plenty of time to sleep this winter. Yeah. Sleep when when you're dark all the time. Exactly. Sleep when you're dead. Um, Uh, how about you? Great. Uh, summer's going well. I'm getting tan, which is nice. Uh, and, uh, I'm getting actually today, the day this episode releases, I'm getting a tattoo <gasps> and, uh, I'm really excited about it. I had my sister. So I told my sister, I was like, look, I need you to take Hudson, my five-year-old nephew who named donut. And I said, I need you to make him take this super seriously. You need to sit down and help him. If he needs it, you need to give him a bunch of crayons and I need you to get him to draw the best monster that he can draw. So she did it and sent it back to me in like an hour. Yeah. And it was this amazing fucking monster picture. Um, 
And uh, actually, you know what? So you knew what you were going to do I knew what I was, when you asked her yes, for it. Yes, yes. So, did she ask you for what you, no, what you needed No, well, for? she did, and I was like, you'll find out in a couple of weeks. So he sent this monster. I'm going to show the screen here. So if you're a patron, you can see. Thank you, patrons. Um, this is the monster that he drew. Oh, wow. That is a very, very good monster. It's pretty cute. Um, and... Uh, and so I'm going to go uh, into today and get this tattooed on me and then uh, go over to visit Hudson and show him. Are you going to wait until you take the wrapper off and everything or are you nah, going to go I'll right just, away? I'll just go right over. Wow. Um, and uh, show him my tattoo. And okay. then I'm going to do the same thing with Austin when he's a little bit older because he's a bit too young right now. I'd like if I got him to draw a monster, it would just be like a total piece of shit. And I don't want that on my body. So I'll wait till he gets a little more artistic. Yeah. Um, Did- did you know that our friend, a friend of ours, has a, not a monster, but do you remember our friend that has the little snake on his arm that his little sister drew? Mm-mm. I don't know if I should say his name on the podcast so yeah, I won't, but I'll tell you later. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's new in my world. Very exciting. And, um, Indeed. And gearing up for, uh, for some live shows uh, in the fall with Sick Boy and, and likely Turn Me On. So it does seem but, like Turn Me On is going to be traveling in the fall. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, let's kick this week off with some interesting stuff. So, uh, we've got a bunch of articles that I was hoping to get through, uh, some interesting stories and some fun stuff. I want to start it off with this one from vice, uh, that, uh, piqued my interest, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it's all about the science on anal pleasure. Oh, interesting. So the title of the article is the science on anal pleasure is in, but not all the way. <laughs> Uh, a new study creates terms for the many methods of anal play. So specific terms for the types of anal play. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of shallowing? No. Have you ever heard of surfacing? No. Okay. They newly, sound like poop term, they terms. They do, right? Though. A newly, re- well, it's all about the butt. So uh, <laughs> a newly released study found that these are some of the most popular ways women enjoy anal play and have nothing to do with full-on anal penetration as pop culture knows it. The researchers, Dr. Christina Von Hippel, research advisor at Sex Research Company for Goodness Sake, and Dr. Devin J. Hensel, professor at the Indiana University School of Medicine, published the study on Wednesday in the peer-reviewed journal PLOS1, PLOS1, for goodness sake, also sells OMG Yes, a sexual education resource that includes online classes, which we've covered on the show. Might have even been a sponsor at one point. Uh, According to the study, which based its results on quantitative nationally uh, representative survey of 3,017 women ranging in age from 18 to 93, Many women do enjoy doing butt stuff, but it highly depends on how it's done. So to be able to talk openly and specifically about what women wanted out of anal, researchers created names and definitions for three sex acts. Anal surfacing, where just the outside of the anus is touched. Mm -hmm. Anal shallowing, where only a fingertip might go inside. Mm -hmm. And anal pairing, where one of the above is done at the same time as other stimulation like touching the clit or vaginal penetration which one's that called again anal pairing so you're pairing Pairing. it up yeah you're pairing it up with another thing so surfacing a sexual touch by finger penis or sex toy on and around the anus so on the outside yeah anal shallowing shallowing uh shallow penetrative touch by a finger penis or sex toy just inside the anal opening no deeper than a fingertip or knuckle 
and then anal pairing, uh, which is sexual touch or on on or inside the anus that happens at the same time as other kinds of sexual touch, such as vaginal penetration or clitoral touching. So you know, a butt plug in the ass while of you know a, a, a magic wand on the clit. Whoa, that sounds fucking intense. So 40% of the women surveyed liked anal servicing, while 35% find, find shallowing pleasurable. 40% also enjoyed pairing. The study goes deeper into specifics for each act, asking women who enjoyed penetration about depth and what they liked about each type of stimulation. About 30% said anal stimulation makes orgasm more intense. I would say so. I would say so too, for, like for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 18% said anal play, quote, feels profoundly intimate and emotional. Uh, media messaging around anal sex is often presented as an all or nothing binary, either something going in through uh, the outdoor, so to speak, or it's off the table completely. Most of the previously published research on anal sex centers on sexually transmitted disease risks. Mm -hmm. While some studies have examined how women navigate and negotiate anal sex with male partners, the ways mainstream media portrays women anal sex encounters or the reasons why women engage in anal sex with men in the first place. The researchers for this new study claim that this is the first time scientific research has asked women about what they specifically find pleasurable when it comes to anal touch and explicitly names those techniques, which is fucking crazy that it's only 2022 and we're just now studying how people like have their assholes played with. Um, in one-on-one -on -one interviews, the researchers asked participants to talk in more detail about their experiences. Several mentioned that when they started thinking differently about their buttholes in the bedroom and one or multi-dimensional as they wanted, their relationships to them changed. Quote, I only discovered pleasure there when I started treating my butt not as a place for things to go into but more like another flat erogenous zone, one participant said. Kind of like how my nipple is a flat erogenous zone. Another said that they've never thought they were into anal because of a, a, a bad past experience. Quote, a few times partners tried to enter and it hurt, which just made me more sure, they said. So I was really surprised in my 30s to realize how pleasurable it can be for me. Others describe the unique physical sensation combined with the mindfuck of it being considered taboo socially. Quote, it's tingly, electric focused pleasure. And there's kind of a forbidden quality that makes it feel really intimate and sort of primal. Naming one, uh, naming want one, naming what? Oh, naming what one wants in their sexual lives can help normalize and destigmatize pleasure, even if shallowing and surfacing might seem a little clinical for something we've gotten used to giggling at in pop culture. Quote, language for knowing how and for what kinds of anal touch to ask a partner may be especially important since most prevalent forms of touch reported as pleasurable for women were done by uh, partners' fingers or penis. The researchers wrote in the study. The wide age range, they wrote, shows that, that many people keep exploring their sexualities throughout their lifetimes. Uh, quote, thus, there is a wider annual sexual repertoire that women enjoy in everyday life than that than has been named in scientific literature or that is often discussed openly in society. Nice. Pretty interesting, eh? It's nice to start. I mean, this is just a great illustration for what this whole episode is. But just to see that stuff in, I mean, Vice publishes stuff like that all the time. But mm -hmm. it's just like refreshing in a way. Yeah. Um, 
to just read things in such frank language and that money is going into studying these things. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had a woman on uh, on Sick Boy a few weeks ago, and she's a researcher in sex in space. Oh, wow. And uh, the importance of researching that as we near closer to a time where, you know, uh, not just astronauts are going to be a spacefaring group of our of our society and um, and and NASA um, and like JAXA and ESA and the Canadian Space Agency, um, they do not have any interest in fucking talking about sex in space. Like they're just so so fucking uptight about sex. Really, and so this researcher from uh, Concordia University in Montreal. She's like, that's crazy. Like, we need to, we've got to talk about this because this is one of the key parts of being human. And so, you know, if we're like serious about um, spending be- any amount of time in space or, as a or becoming an, an interplanetary, you know, species, you know, going to Mars and colon, colon, colonizing Mars, if we have no clue what sex means in space or like giving birth in space could be, um, or even just simply exploring the like ways to find pleasure in space. Like if you know if you're up there isolated, you know, let's talk about sex toys in space. How yeah. do, how, or let's talk about how to fuck in zero G. Yeah, you know, like it's not uh, it, it's not easy. Harnesses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a woman that uh, actually a a, a woman uh, designed a sex uh, almost like a like a sex sleeping bag in space so that you can like stay attached to your partner. Cause like if you, if we, you and I were in space and I put my hand against you and put any amount of force, you would push me away. You would just disappear. Like you just fly <laughs> away. So like a hump is like you hump once and it's like, boom, you're separated. Like smashes into the wall across yeah. the room. Yeah. So like, you know, her whole study, her whole fucking research right now is like sex in space. How do we, how do we talk about pleasure in space? How do we talk about, copulation in space like that's her her wheelhouse and I can't uh, imagine anything i'd rather do less than fucking space and give birth in space oh yeah 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 that would suck i don't want that on a normal day well i mean would it suck or, or would it be you know it's like when you see those videos of like women in like a blow-up pool, pool in their bathtub and they're on all fours and they're pushing that thing out it doesn't reliably feel better than no without a pool no because i know my sister tried yeah. the pool thing sure sure but i mean when when i i'm not a woman and i will never be giving birth but when i look at that versus laying on a cold hospital table with like your feet in stirrups and a bunch of people like staring into your void yeah um i don't know i feel like kind of floating around and letting a baby just kind of float out of you might actually be I mean, I feel like you still need to push and bear down. Like gravity doesn't sure. affect your cervix. Your cervix no. doesn't just float open. Sure. Like a- but I wonder if a zero G would affect <clears throat> the ease at which a baby can come out. Well, I think the first thing we need to know is what's it like to poop in space? Because it's probably the same as, <laughs> as giving birth. You, yeah, you poop into a vacuum. Oh, so maybe you'd give birth into a vacuum? Maybe. It would just kind of... <laughs> Yeah, like get a little of that cone head action going. Less pushing, more suction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The reason you poop in a vacuum is so that the poop doesn't go everywhere. 
stick to your butt? No, no, it ain't sticking to your butt. It's going to come out and just float. As a, as a solid? Yeah. Or will it disperse into just poop particles? I'm surprised that you really want to go this deep on poop because usually you're <laughs> the one that's like not okay with poop talk. I'm not really, but I'm coming around. <laughs> so that was, uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, anal pleasure. I love anal. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. It's, uh, so it's, it's fun to see some like techniques. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Would you, uh, would you incorporate some of this? Like are when you do, when you make these moves now, are you like, now I'm doing pairing? Yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah. I mean, these are mostly the, the techniques that I would use anyway right. when engaging in anal pleasure. Um, but to have a, to put like a label to them makes it a little bit more, I guess, like more like conscientious about like what it is that you're doing. Yeah. So like you're actually thinking about the specifics of it rather than just like um, blindly exploring. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so like, you know, if you're with a partner and that's what you've been doing for a while, just blindly kind of going, I don't know, maybe, Groping maybe, around. maybe they'll like me like it if I stick my finger in there to the knuckle instead of just doing that you can you know after after coitus you can have like a little conversation and be like hey how did that shallowing feel shallowing or how did that feel with the uh surfacing that I was doing there yeah um is that what it is surfacing, surfacing. yeah yeah surfacing shallowing and pairing pairing so yeah never hurts to have more uh communication yeah exactly yeah. Um, well, that's neat. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's uh, let's dive into that really fucking cool story that came out of here, right here in Nova Scotia. I you sent me this and I read it and I was like, this. Oh, it, first of all, I, you could stop at the headline, which is what a lot of people do, and you're like, okay, well, whatever. But the way this article is written, so just like not making a fucking deal about it. It's just any other story in the paper mm. about someone 
going to court. Um, did I you try to this. log into Patreon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did. Um, okay. So yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to read this uh, as like some good news because I think there's something about this. This is like something about this showing up. Like I said, definitely on, good news on CBC yeah. of all places. Yeah. Um, there's something good news about this. Uh, while I'm look, while I'm reading this, will you pull up the name of the uh, writer of this article? Can do. Okay, so it's a little bit long. This is from Moira Donovan. Perfect. Nova Scotia sex worker going to small claims court over non-payment. A sex worker in Nova Scotia is pursuing a claim for non-payment services in small claims court in a case she and her advocates hope will help shift the conversation about sex work in Canada. The woman at the center of the case said she'd spent an evening with a client in January 2022. Afterwards, she realized she wasn't going to be paid when the pin for the bank card he'd given her to withdraw money didn't work. It feels pretty humiliating to not get paid after providing so much for someone And it's also frustrating that we don't have more protection, says Brogan, whom CBC News is only identifying by her first name for safety reasons, including that she is a survivor of human trafficking. While non-payment for services was something she'd experienced before, Brogan said she saw this incident as an opportunity to fight for sex work to be treated the same as other forms of employment. I'm very passionate about sex workers' rights as it is, she said. And so when something happened to myself not being paid... I saw an opportunity to do something about it to show other people that they can also have rights as sex workers. In Canada, sex workers are allowed to sell their services, but the Protection of Communities and Exploited Persons Act, passed in 2014, criminalizes aspects of that work. Advertisement of sexual services or communicating about services in a public place are offenses, as well as the purchase of services. This prevents sex workers from being able to easily create contracts for their services, as one cannot typically establish a contract in which one party is required to do something illegal, said Jessica Rose, a staff lawyer for the Elizabeth Fry Society of Mainland Nova Scotia, who is representing Brogan. Sex workers need economic stability, just like any other worker in Canada, and without being able to easily contract for their services, they're really at a disadvantage in terms of getting paid the money that they are owed by their clients, Rose said. Rose said, the professed intent of the laws around sex work is to protect sex workers from harm, and that could create a legal avenue for contracts between sex worker and client to be upheld. Where it is in the sex worker's best interest to get paid for their work, it might be that we could argue that this kind of a legal contract is still one that should be enforced, and that is what we will be arguing. The claim has not yet been tested in court. The pre-hearing date for this case is July 13th via teleconference in Halifax. Multiple attempts to contact oh, the defendant were not successful, and by us either. I haven't, didn't try, but maybe down the road. <laughs> um, the legislation with dealing with sex work doesn't only create contract concerns, says Brogan. The fact that purchasing of sexual services is illegal makes it challenging to verify the identity of clients or put other safeguards in place, she said. You have absolutely no idea who's walking through your door or whose door you're walking through, and chances are you won't find out unless something like this happens, Brogan said. Meanwhile, prevailing attitudes, including among law enforcement, that non-payment or other forms of harm are inherent risks with sex work make it harder to seek help when issues do arise. Mm. It's more viewed as maybe you shouldn't have signed yourself up for it or something like that. It has never been viewed as a workplace anything. 
I've never had someone other than a reasonable client treat me like I'm actually working a regular job. For Brogan, the distinction between sex work and sexual exploitation is clear. The difference is massive, she says. She was trafficked when she was younger. You basically have no control over who you see, what you do, how much money you make, she said, adding that she feels more comfortable with what she does now. None of my money is going to anyone other than me, and that's the main thing for me, is that no one else is benefiting from what I'm doing, Brogan said. Emma Halpern, Emma Halpern, executive director of the Elizabeth Fry Society of Mainland Nova Scotia, said it's important for Canadians to recognize the difference. There are some very, very problematic ways in which sex is purchased in this country, Halpern said, and certainly Brogan herself has experienced that and knows that that is very much not okay. But you can recognize that and stand up against that and also say that there are also spaces in which a woman has the autonomy to make the choice to sell sex herself and should be given the safety and the protections and the supports to do so as an employment opportunity like anything else. Halpern says, as far as the Elizabeth Fry Society can tell from its own research, the civil suit is the first of its kind in Canada, but non-payment isn't a rare occurrence in sex work. I've heard many stories of women who are trying to make a safe, affordable living through sex work and have found it very difficult for many of the reasons that Brogan has raised. I think there's still a long way to go from the perspective of our government in terms of making sex work a safe place for women. In 2021, a coalition of 25 organizations urging law reform around sex work launched a constitutional challenge of the, of the current legislation. legislation. The federal government countered the challenge, and the initial date for that trial is set for late 2022. If successful, that challenge could see the law struck down. And then, in that context, we would like to see sex work regulated the way other work is regulated, and sex workers can create associations and have contacts for accessing workers' rights and labor's rights in general. Unionize! Uh, that's, that's a quote from Jen Clayman, national coordinator of the Canadian Alliance for Sex Work Law Reform. As for Brogan, she says her experience is an example of why the legal regime around sex work needs to change and why her rights as a citizen and a taxpaying worker need to be better protected. I think that a sex worker's rights need to be taken far more seriously, she said. I think that it needs to be legalized in order for it to be safe. Mm. The end. Yeah, I mean, it's an article like that is makes me feel hopeful in the sense that like we're coming closer to a time where. Can you imagine the mail that CBC must have gotten? Over oh that my article? god! If they got a fucking article, if they got mail from us talking about polyamory, yeah, this shit. This is this not driving people, very people happy at all. fucking up the goddamn wall. Which is funny because you sent it to me and it was the evening and I think I'd probably had like a couple of glasses of wine in me and I was really excited to read it. Like actually read through the whole thing. You know, it's not like that heavy handed like sex work is work kind mm-hmm. of article. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, sex work is work and let's talk about it like without any sort of that question of that looming over us let's Mm. just talk about it and so i shared it uh on my stories and with just on instagram on instagram and facebook because i'm still on facebook still do facebook well i don't do it but it's linked i have it and uh and i just with my own little caption that just said this is like like especially on the heels of roe v wade i was like yes yeah thank you it's just refreshing to like 
read something so blatantly about like, I can, I can do this. I have the right to do this. It's my body. Did you get any hate? Uh, I took it down like 10 minutes later. Why? <sighs> because my concern was that people wouldn't read it. They would just read the headline. And what I said when I said this is really refreshing to read, I didn't, it meant it explicitly about the article. Yeah. And I was worried that people wouldn't read it. And because I know people don't read things. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Because, just because. I took it down because I felt like I don't post very often and I felt like it lacked context. I didn't want to You should have put up and said, read the article. Yeah. This is refreshing to read the article. (laughs) Yeah. Read it. Well, maybe it'll come up again. I just, uh, yeah. I just, I took it down and, and I'm not saying I was, I should have taken it down or that I wish I hadn't taken it down. I just like, I'm just noting for everyone involved that I took it down because I was a little self-conscious about <sighs> that. But I was really, really fucking jazzed to read that. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, uh, it'd be a pretty w- wonderful time. To, I mean, to experience that in Canada, like, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean. Like, how does it work when sex workers, like, go to do their taxes? Like, do they have to find a sex work positive accountant? Like, would H&R Block, would they, like, like, like would, would they find someone at, H, at an H&R Block that would be like, yeah, I'll do this? Or, like, is H&R Block, like, we don't do that as a policy? No, because it's still required by law that. Sex workers file their taxes. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think, I don't know what, how, because you would probably be filing as an independent contractor. Yeah. So you'd want to know, you'd have all your write-offs, like all your, like all your wardrobe and your lube and your condoms and like yeah. any rent that you pay and all of that kind of <clears throat> stuff. Right, right. Um, like any contractor should be doing. And then you probably, you like when I would file our taxes online, there's like a drop down menu of like, what's your occupation? Yeah. I would imagine, because I looked through it once wondering, like, is there, like, what would you put? And I think just, like, performer. Right. Yeah, right. Like, that's the vague thing that you say just so it doesn't, like. Because if you're a stripper, like a dancer, if you're doing, like, that kind of stuff, I would imagine you're a performer. Isn't it so funny that we're like, yeah, strippers, whatever. Like, get up there, shake your tits, show us your pussy, like, finger your butthole right in my face. Wow, I don't and know. I've never seen a stripper do that before. Really? Finger their butthole in front of my face? I've never seen that at a strip club. What strip club are you going to? Where they're... I'll tell you right now. The strip club in Sault Ste. Marie, okay. Club 50 or whatever it's called. Okay. Just happened to find myself there when I was driving across the country one time with my friend uh-huh. Andrew. Yeah. They did some things that I went, whoa, didn't know that was allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. They push their butthole right into your nose. But anyway, my point is like, we look at that and we go, yeah, sure, that's fine. But as soon as someone's like, okay, cool, now I'm going to put your, you know, penis, fingers, mouth in or on me yeah. and you're going to pay for it. That's where we go, oh, no, 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 we can't be doing that. Yeah, where's the line? Because like, if it's illegal to purchase sex in quotation marks but it's not illegal to like have someone grind their bare vagina on your lap yeah like come on the fuck out of here yeah people are so fucking grinding people are so lame yeah sex what if you what if what if you what if what if i had a lap dance and i fucking jizzed from it 
Is that sex? Is it sex when you have it by yourself? It's sex when you do it with a partner in your home. <sighs> That's true. You know? Yeah. Well. Bunch of fucking. Yeah, we got a ways to go. Speaking of lame and fucking stuck up losers. Are you going to, are you going to read? I've got another article here that okay. I, I don't think you know about, but this <gasps> oh, is uh okay. this is uh it's about Alabama. Okay. To any of our Alabama listeners, I'm so sorry that you live in a state that is so fucking lame. Just, and I've been to Alabama. It's beautiful. Loved it. Oh no, sorry. I've been to Arkansas. Also a bit of a backward state, but Alabama, what the fuck? So this article uh, is, uh, comes from Vice as well. A sex toy a day keeps the doctor away. Nice. The medical uses of dildos and vibrators. So earlier this week, uh, the Supreme Court declined to hear a nine-year-old case challenging Alabama's ban on the sale of sex toys. The state law prohibits the distribution of, quote, any device designed or marketed as useful primarily for the stimulation of human genital organs for anything of pecuniary value. The law, though, does make exceptions for, quote, and this is very funny, a bona fide medical, scientific, educational, legislative, judicial, or law enforcement purpose, which that, I don't know what that fucking means. A law enforcement, like, yes, you can buy a sex toy for law enforcement purposes. Probably soliciting sex workers ah that's probably i was i was i read that and i thought like what are they are they clubbing bad guys with dildos where are they gonna buy these if where where's the law where's the law enforcement officer gonna just pick one of these up if they can't sell them well so there are sex shops in alabama but everything that they sell has to have um they have to change the packaging and everything has to like be uh sold for like medical use Okay, so what medical purposes does sex toys serve? Well, hysteria. Hey, very, wow, very well done, very well done. <laughs> That's the uh, the origins of sex toys, yeah. the origins of dildos. So, so it's for, for strengthening muscles. Okay. Uh, women who suffer from incontinence or prolapsed uteruses can exercise their pubococcygeal muscles. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, uh, have more satisfying orgasms by doing kegels. Those muscles get an even better workout when you use weighted barbells, balls, and spring-loaded devices. Uh, men with prostate disorders might use a dildo to massage themselves and drain the built-up fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably drain some other fluid, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, some doctors, however, believe that this can be dangerous, especially if the patient has an acute bacterial infection or prostate cancer. Uh, some healthcare professionals also believe that women can hasten recovery from surgeries like cesarean section with the help of sex aids, uh, which include which increase blood flow. While sex toys are often used recreationally, they can also improve sexual function for people with certain medical conditions. Uh, diabetes and multiple sclerosis, for instance, affect nerve transmission, which can dull sexual sensation. People taking medications for high blood pressure or uh, it, like things like antidepressants can also suffer side effects that limit sexual response. And women who undergo hormonal changes during menopause or who suffer nerve damage after surgery sometimes find their clitorises to be less sensitive, so a sex toy might be necessary to increase arousal. For men, doctors might recommend a penis pump, uh, though it's possible to buy one of those without a prescription. For women, uh, there are devices like the Eros, which is basically a pump for the clitoris. 
So the handheld device features a small cup that pulses and sucks to enhance blood flow to the clitoris. Uh, more blood flow to the area increases sexual arousal, which in turn helps the body lubricate itself and make sex more pleasurable. Vibrators, like you had said earlier, were invented as medical equipment for treating female hysteria. That's so funny to me. I mean... They're losing their fucking minds. Quick, give them a tool. Shove it in their pussy. <laughs> well, that's not how it started. You know that they just show up to the doc- doctors. They were, just, they were just manually getting women off. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like... My hand hurts. This takes too long. So they they started using toys instead. Yeah. Those hysteric females. <laughs> so is sex uh, is selling a sex toy always illegal in Alabama? Probably not, since the statute focuses on how a device is designed and marketed. Something that's used as a vibrator isn't market but isn't marketed for erotic play might be legit, like the Hitachi magic wand, for instance which is often billed as a personal massager rather than a vibrator. Very explicitly, they don't like to be associated. Itachi, did, yeah, they did definitely wanted to be uh, moving away from that. But uh, unfortunately, that, that, that massager was, was just anywhere. too good. So good that it became the most popular sex toy <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it definitely works. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Fucking Alabama, what a what a dumb bunch of fucking ding dongs running that state. And again, to our listeners in Alabama, so sorry, so so sorry, so sorry. I just wanted to see if I get a little more information about hysteria because I just wonder what the symptoms are because we obviously still have the same symptoms, right? Um, if they're just normal symptoms of hysteria, so hysteria. According to Wikipedia, just says uh, it's a term colloquial used colloquially to mean ungovernable, ungovernable, ungovernable emotional excess, and um, can refer to a temporary state of mind or emotion. Mm. Um, in the 19th century, hysteria was considered a diagnosable physical illness in women, um, but it is no longer. Uh, it is no longer consider that anymore they do not doctors most doctors practicing medicine do not accept hysteria as a medical diagnosis i bet they do in uh, alabama well they might oh uh, historical symptoms of hysteria shortness of breath anxiety insomnia fainting amnesia paralysis pain spasms convulsive fits vomiting deafness Bizarre movements, seizures, <laughs> bizarre movements, <laughs> hallucinations, inability to speak, and infertility. I think Donut had hysteria yesterday. Did he really? Yeah, he was quite restless, and he was making a bunch of bizarre movements. Oh, I think it's because he had his vaccine. Whoa, gave him, gave him autism for a day. Buddy, yeah, a little thing. He swims now. He's a swimmer. I got him swimming at the lake the other day, and it felt. Like the day that I first saw him lift his leg to pee. It was like such a proud moment. Did you have to throw something in the water and he retrieved it or did you just toss him in? Or? So I, for, uh, there were three times I went into the lake and I, for three times I took him with me and brought him out where he had to swim and let him swim back and then grabbed him, done it again, grabbed it again. Then I took a stick and I was throwing the stick just like a little bit so he could walk out, get it a little bit further, walk out pretty far and get it and then a little bit further where he had to walk out and just had to start swimming to get it but he didn't want that and then and then i threw it too far by accident and i was like go get it go get it 
and he was like hesitant and he went out and then he just committed and then that was it. It was like <gasps> full fucking, he, he was like, oh, he's like, look what I can do. This is easy as shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. Yeah, it was sweet. Um, all right. Well, folks, uh, that Wait, was, oh, can we finish on this like super hilarious note? I know it's, yeah. I know it's, it's not really, actually, I'm not going to read the one that you think I'm going to read, but I just wanted to read you this quick little note. Did you know that Geico car insurance yep. may be paying? Oh, I know the story. We covered it on sick boy. Did you really? The HPV thing? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, paying out $5.2 million to a woman who got an STD in an insured car. Unbelievable. Amazing. Unbelievable. Good for her. No. No, it's great for her because, listen. No, listen this is this. not good for her. No, it's great for her because, listen. So, so Geico was like, stupid. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, we didn't have time. Because so she was like, it, they were like, okay. Well, here, hold on, ordered. hold on. Tell the story first so people know what we're talking about. Okay, so she... She uh, charged, she sued an ex-partner who had throat, had a tumor in his throat that was HPV positive. Yeah. Um, I think he was like, I don't know, giving her oral sex or something. She got HPV. She was giving, oh, he was giving her oral sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. And, uh, and anyway, so she got it and then she filed a lawsuit and, uh, and because he didn't tell her about the, he said he had no STDs, didn't tell her or HPV yet. And, uh, and so she, she was like, yeah, well, I think that this is going to be the company Geico is obligated to, uh, compensate her because she, she was covered in that vehicle. And, uh, so the insurance dumb. giant said it hadn't been given a chance to defend itself. Um, but the judges noted that um, this woman had initially sub- submitted a claim to Geico more than a year before and had offered to settle for just $1 million at the time. But they, they, so he, yeah, so the judge was basically like, yeah, Geico, you were given meaningful opportunity to participate in this suit. Um, this is, this is going to get thrown out. There's no way. I mean, this is, this is as dumb as someone who who like eats McDonald's every day for fucking years, and then gets diabetes, and then sues McDonald's for ge- for them giving him diabetes, Except it's like that, hey, d- ding dong. Yes, you 100%, fucking that was your choice. Your but what those sorts of presidents do is make McDonald's or Tim Hortons or any other fast food place more accountable for. Fucking telling people that their food is unhealthy. Yeah. Okay. So what is what's Geico's uh, responsibility here to to be like, hey, um, have better conversations with your partners if you're gonna fuck in our cars that are they're in Get the fuck out of here. This is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Hey, get. get well, she's your, not suing Geico. Get, get your she's bags. Suing him. Get your bags. Get the fucking bag. That I'm all for it, but Geico is paying. Yeah, because that's his insurance. So if She's I get suing uh, him. so if I get chlamydia in my apartment, uh, I should be uh, I should be suing my, my TD insurance from, from my home insurer. No, whoever some, got chlamydia from you sues. No, 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 no. Your, I got your, chlamydia from them, inviting them into my home, and I'm insured in my home, and this irreparable. irreparable Slute came into my place and gave me 
herpes. It's not just sleuths that get chlamydia. No. Everyday average normal people <laughs> yeah, get chlamydia yeah, 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 no, as well. But uh, no, I think it's. I think it would be different then because, uh, <laughs> you, so but you could probably dumb. sue. No, you couldn't sue her. But if if you had sex with, in the slu- in the sleuths apartment then you might be able to sue her building. Get the fuck. Man, I'm telling you, what a bunch of... I mean, we're all going down in a fucking fiery blaze, right? So True, so get, get your get your bags. Get your $5.2 million. Yeah, however you need it. I mean, anyway, I just wanted to finish on that, on that high note, but I'm sorry, you already heard that one. Let's find her and get her to become a patron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, She's all not right. going to support you. You just told her she had no right. I was joking. This is a joke. This is a partly a comedy podcast. <laughs> ha ha. Uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to support the podcast, again, you can come to our Patreon, patreon.com slash turn me on. Become a patron and uh, you can watch this entire episode and see that cool tattoo that I showed at the beginning of the episode. Um, or you can just leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or leave a rating on the Spotify mobile app. Um, and uh, big shout out to everyone who's supported the podcast thus far. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, so thank you all so much. I wanted to give you a specific shout-out by name, but um, Patreon Patreon will be in to the bank account. But you know who you are, and I'll get you next time. Uh, That is it for this week. (sighs) Until next week. Go touch yourself. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.